it's a it's a volatile industry that nobody knows what the hell's going on it seems like at all times and then the pandemic made it even crazier uh where people that i really would have uh, trusted them having their their ear to it and they'll just be like i i have no fuck like <laughs> just like 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 frank like total just frank like saying it that and it's like all right thanks for the advice <laughs> Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. The Lone Star Play Podcast is produced by TexasRealFood.com. Find out more at the end of this episode. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. We have an awesome episode today. We are talking with filmmaker Ben Epstein. He has an amazing uh, film out um, in the festival circuit. They just won um, the Audience Award for Best Feature at the Austin Film Festival. Okay, It's called Buck Alamo. We'll put a link in the description for the trailer. It's an unbelievable film that I cannot wait to see, right? I've seen the trailer, whatever, you know, haven't had a chance to see it. Um, so I, I really cannot wait to see uh, this movie. Um, and talking with Ben was absolutely fascinating. Um, I love talking to filmmakers. I'm such a big fan of film. And honestly, I could have talked that guy's ear off for hours, if, if I'm being honest, because he's a fan of film, too. And, we're, you know, whatever. Um I love my job sometimes, really, I, sometimes, all the time. I, I love these conversations that I get to have. And Ben is just an unbelievable, you know, up and coming filmmaker. I think I could say it's his first, you know, full length feature film that he put out. And, um, you know, he's the type of people we want to support. I know personally, those are the type of people I want to support, too, when I'm watching films. You know, I love watching independent uh, features. I, I really I do. Um, there's something about it. It's like for me, it's like eating at a you know, an independent restaurant as opposed to a chain, right? It's kind of funny. You know, I don't really support like going to TGI Fridays or Chili's or whatever, but like I'll go watch the corporate movies all day long, right? I'll go watch an MC Marvel movie or whatever, but it is kind of funny uh, when it comes to that. Um, with food, uh, you know, we support the independents. Um, when it comes to art, whatever. So, but anyway, I do love watching independent films and this is one of them. So, Ben is, again, just an up-and-coming filmmaker, just doing amazing things. Our conversation was just absolutely wonderful, so you can get some, you know, behind-the-scenes, uh, you know, information on how he made the film, coming up with the script, uh, what to expect, maybe, you know, when it's coming out so you can see it. Um, and we also just sort of fan out on other movies and his style of directing and, you know, th those sorts of things. Um, some of the actors and directors uh that, that some of his favorites and some of his favorite films we also talked about the situation on the set of rust uh where alec baldwin accidentally killed his cinematographer and shot his director of the film that they were working on i'm sure you've seen it in the news it's all over the place so i got his opinion on that as a filmmaker and having worked on a lot of sets um and you know you're going to want to hear his answer so please stay tuned um for the interview it's coming right up uh, but before we do that we're gonna have a quick word from our sponsor texas real food because we got to keep the mics on we'll be right back hi 
I wanted to talk to you about what's on the Texas Real Food site that's more than just putting in your zip code and finding, you know, the coolest butcher, farmer's market, restaurant around you. There's also other resources on the site, recipes, articles, and one in particular is called the Texas Mom Blog. It's awesome. Faria Khan is writing these beautiful articles. You can really learn a lot about Texas, just giving you a lot of other things to think about. Food, family, everything behind that goes into food as well. So just different topics and uh, conversations. Definitely something worth checking out as well. All right, back to the show. All right, guys, we're back. Thank you so much for staying with us. We're almost to the interview process here uh, with Ben Epstein. Um, before we do, I'm just going to mention quickly our social media. Please check us out on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and um, and uh, TikTok. Yeah, we got a new TikTok account. So just search the Lone Star Plate. You'll find us very easily. Um, and also, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and hit the notification bell so you can be notified of all the new videos we put out. And a like or a comment would go a lot of way. I tell you what, if you want to tell us your best independent feature down there in the comments, that would be really cool. My favorite independent feature is Rushmore. That's it. Wes Anderson's Rushmore. Okay, go. You tell me yours. All right. So Ben Epstein, Alamo Buck. Again, we'll put a link in the description so you can see the trailer. He's the writer, director, editor, producer. This is a passion project, y'all. So please stay tuned. It's a great interview with Ben. And you're going to thoroughly enjoy. All right. Take care. Enjoy the interview. And uh, yeah, go on. What, what are you staying here for? Listen to the interview. Hi, I'm Ben Epstein. I'm the writer director of Buck Alamo. Awesome. Awesome, Ben. It's so pleasure. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here, man. I'm really excited to uh, to talk to you about this new film, man. Um, you guys just won the Audience Award, right, at the Austin. Am I saying this right? Austin Film Festival, or is it Austin yep. International Film Festival? I can't. I don't no, know. it's this one's Austin Film Festival. Okay. Yeah, is yeah. there an Austin International Film Festival? I don't. How many film festivals um, are there? I, I mean, there. I, I, you know, I uh, I don't want to say that that there isn't because you know what the, there could uh, be because there could be a, a really great festival that's Austin International. But this one is this one's Austin Film Festival. Right on. And this, yeah, this, that's the one I know I'm very familiar with and, and whatever. And that's yeah. all. Uh, so, well, that's awesome, man. I mean, you know, hats, hats off. If, if I could take it off, Thanks, I got the, the, the headphones here. Um, but yeah, hats off to you, man. Uh, you know, what an accomplishment. I know it premiered sometime in 2020, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it premiered um, at Olden, uh, Oldenburg International. That one's an international yeah. <laughs> uh, film festival uh, over in uh, Oldenburg, Germany um and uh yeah we just kind of like talk about a weird year we were trying to uh we had fin we had fi we had finished it up um and actually thought we had finished it up because um we we actually started premiering the version that played austin when we did our uh our italian premiere but um but we premiered a version of it for the first time in oldenburg in uh late 2020 um over in germany because it was actually the second festival um that was like and then our second or third i think it was like right after tiff and right after venice that like had the in-person element that was going on got it um and so like that's kind of how we did you know for better or for worse with with 
with this whole uh, everything that went on. Uh, that's kind of how we went about our our festival screenings. Is we kind of chased uh, ones that had safe uh, in person element, you know, because uh, there's still as a filmmaker that whole part where uh, the utmost respect to the virtual element, but you know, just what we were, were still hoping to be able to have was sharing it with an audience, albeit inside totally. or outside, but just yeah. being able to actually share it together. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That guy, the pandemic must have thrown all of that just for a loop, right? What a, it's crazy, a, man. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, so is the version, you said a version at that festival is the version that y'all showed at the Austin film festival. Was that a different cut of the film? Yeah, it's different cuts. So basically uh, there was like three minutes shaved, some sound design differences, title work, a bunch of different, like out there, some upgrade uh, sort of thing. Was, you know what? Well, what ended up happening? So Oldenburg happened. That happened in Germany. Uh, amazing festival. We got a ton of press from it too. Even a ton of American press from it. Like awesome. great stuff. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it really couldn't have gone better. But um, but the whole thing was is uh, we thought it was going in one direction with the pandemic, and then it, the total opposite happened. Everything just just went completely downhill. Um, so we just uh, kind of remained patient. That gave us. Uh, the premiere status in Europe. So we were allowed to start playing some European festivals and then we started playing some European festivals and kind of did that up until this point, but we did have an eye on uh, if we had to stay patient. You know, this is an Austin film we shot in Austin, mostly all uh, local crew involved. Um, and uh, the whole thing was, is we, you know, if it, we had to get all the way till the next October uh, in order to, in order to, to, to premiere it at home, you know, bring it, bring it back and do yeah. it. The audience it was really made for, um, you know, that was something that we just kind of said, yeah, let's do it. And, and we were just really lucky that uh, they ended up wanting us. And then that uh, you never know when you make a movie, you know, that if it's, you think it's going to resonate you're in this way, um, uh, you oh, think so, imagine. but I you never even know until you see it. Absolutely. I can't yeah. even imagine the pressure. Like it's, it's gotta be insane. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it just uh and it's you know, it's not a not a huge movie, and I'm a lot of uh, our own post department I edit too. So like as far as the tinkering, that's why it's that's a little different. I, I love that stuff, I man. Kept, I, some I of my favorite directors kept... do that stuff, right? <laughs> like they edit their yeah, own yeah. films and stuff. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I definitely firmly believe in the uh uh writing is my favorite element of it post is my least favorite but you do <laughs> you do uh I, but you do write the movie uh over and over and there's so much discovery in post-production and uh and the one thing the pandemic did give give uh give us was separation at times sometimes you're just rushing so much just to get through it sure. um but it, it caused some separate or allowed some separation for me to be like you know what that sucks <laughs> like well, i don't need that in there and, uh, uh, and what an honest I, uh what an honest reaction right like, what a, that's, you know a, that's good i like that yeah 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 so basically yeah austin allowed me to finally abandon it so i love that so, that's, uh, that's awesome that's yeah. awesome well i you know i, I do want to talk about the festivals a little bit more but let's talk about the film uh itself sure. here. um so it's called buck alamo right am i saying yeah. that's the yeah, short yeah title right what's the longer title of this that i keep reading about here i don't want so, to mispronounce so the, any of this yeah yeah no so basically the other the uh i don't know what's called a surtitle i feel like an idiot for saying it wrong but like basically uh it's a phantasmagorical ballad which okay. is the is a uh, um i don't like honestly is the movie in a nutshell uh because it is a uh, it, it is a, a phantasm and that it kind of goes between uh you know the reality and uh 
and dream states and memory and kind of so uh and the and the ballad element of the movie is actually how the movie is told um it's structured in into four stanzas instead of four acts um and uh, because of the whole phantasm of it, it, you know, it actually unloads in kind of a musical way as far as like uh, some things are very real, but then there's imagery, metaphor, all kinds of stuff. And it is a character study at its heart. Um, and basically imagining one of the guys, those, that, that, that past generation of the, uh, the, the outlaw musician that glorifies the outlaw element of it. But imagine if that guy, you know, never, uh, never had the song or never had the thing the hit or that kind of stuff and then uh, uh and and okay. uh and yeah. and you're kind of uh you're you're, you're living this, this final days with uh this guy still like he should have died a long time ago <laughs> and um and he's just still he's just chain chain smoking in his uh his, his you know uh tiny tiny cabin shack in the woods yeah. at this point and um and you know and he's having to look back at his life um and this whole thing in this kind of surreal swan song um, you know, he's looking back in his life and it's almost, uh, I wouldn't say Ebenezer Scrooge way, but there is those, those kind of elements like, you know, how that, how that kind of unfolds. Kind of, uh, All, maybe missed opportunities and things along the way, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. That's great. It sounds like Big Fish a little bit. I don't know why that just the first thing that came to my mind, Big Fish. Hey, man, no, it makes sense. I mean, Tim, Tim Burton, obviously like the, the entire element of, you know, implementing the surreal and, uh, yeah. Be, well, I remember that movie tells like this story of his life and like how he got there. Maybe, maybe not. You know, obviously it's fantastical, but kind of. Yeah, kinda I think that. that movie maybe had a you know a hundred million more dollars in its budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, no, but no, it was it, it was it was really cool because it was uh, you know we 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 wrote a small movie that was awesome. Uh, you know, the the city itself, the the independent film market, like the people there really got behind it and made it possible oh, to make awesome, it. Man. And that was just based off of just writing a script and telling them what I was trying to do. And then I love uh, that. things, things start. No, man, that's awesome. Look, um, you know, uh, we support, we're all about supporting, you know, local food. I'm an ex chef and that's sort of a, you know, the, no, I don't want to say the cornerstone of our podcast, but it's sort of just where my background is and when I come in. Right, right. We're all about local anything, really think that local music, sure. local films, local. I mean, that's awesome. I just, I'm so, I love hearing a story like this, man. This is what it's about, right? The arts and um, getting people's yeah. voices out and more voices out, uh, more visions, um, more stories, different storytellers, right? All about this stuff. So, no, man, that's awesome. When, when did you when did you write the script? Oh, well, it's, it's actually interesting how it all really unfolded. I mean, so the script, I'm trying to think of as far as which year that was. So, basically, it started as a documentary with my wife and, um, oh, wow. and she... Um, and we, and so basically what ended up happening is, uh, I, I re-met an uncle, um, at my grandma's funeral, um, who I hadn't seen in maybe 16, 18 years. Um, and, uh, and, and we had, and basically, and the, the, the guy is a, a, a gem of a human and, uh, basically kind of started talking to, to him and we went out and, to, and, uh, he lives in a small town, Red Rock, Texas, South um and uh it, and he and, and he like our main character kind of you know has all these songs and all these big dreams and all these kind of stories and all that stuff and um the, the uh, he actually wrote a bunch of music that we have in the film too oh wow and um yeah no it's That's really cool. it's really cool um but uh but basically 
the documentary didn't end up ultimately working out with us, but then, uh, you know, I just knew that there was something there. Um, and the way that I, way that I make movies, uh, you know, it, I just tend to, uh, I'd say that it's, I start with a simple story that I just screw it all up. Um, but, <laughs> um, but, but basically, yeah. So, so, and then, so we took that, I, um, and I think, and then I met Chase Joliet with one of the first producers to, to come on, um, I'm actually, and now it's like a long time collaborator. I guess that was about 2018, um, like the end of 2018. Um, and I kind of was telling him about this, you know, I was like, I'm doing this. I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's a documentary, but like, I think there's something there in this world, you know? Um, and Chase uh, was a producer on this small movie called Krisha that like won South by a few years ago. Oh. Um, and they, and they basically like made in a, a, a micro budget film you know, that beat out big dogs and the award stuff. Hell yeah. Um, you know, and so, so we were talking about that kind of thing and I was saying this and he's just like, yeah, that's your movie, man. That's your movie. So I kind of sat down and then I knocked out that first draft in like a week. Um, and then as I said, I just kept screaming more and more and more and more. You knocked Uh, out a first draft one week of the script. I just, it was just kind of a, it was a, it was a, just a outpouring. It was just outpouring, getting, getting, getting all of that. Um, and, and then where there were those elements as far as like the, the, my uncle being inspirational, the character was just like, you know, some, some things would have been more, more directly, uh, biographical to where then ultimately the character kept evolving and kept doing that kind of stuff. And that, all that, that literally, as I said, there's all the rewrites. I mean, when we were on set every day, then I ended up completely rewriting, working with Sonny Carl Davis, who's our lead guy. Um, and then, you know, you really want to start developing that character with this guy and that guy's true. I see. Um, and that yeah, was, yeah. And, and, that's know, just and, smart and, filmmaking, in my opinion. That's right. what I mean. Yeah. You, that's part of casting. Is yeah. just, it, it, people always say that about getting those great performances, and it's very true when it comes to uh, something that I definitely look forward to. You know, a, 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 a uh, if they have personal truths that are similar to what your characters are, that that is makes it a hell of a lot easier. Oh, yeah. um, and then if you're willing to, you know, work with them to get the best of what they, of what is the best out of them um and i mean and sunny honestly just gave me so much the guys and an incredible was he your first was he like your first choice for this like had him in mind or well so one of there was a, there was like a moment in time i mean we we had just been like i mean he was the first person that we like really went with um there was a moment in time we had even talked about like having my my uncle possibly doing in some way and then there was a time we had uh then i who was also in the movie um and then like there's a dream world of Bruce Dern, who he ended up being our narrator from the point of view of death in the movie, yeah, but he ended up being the last person to come on. Uh, like that was after we actually I had a finished cut of the film, and how I approached uh, him and his team. Uh, but uh, got it. okay. But but but, but it was always a whole thing with me where it's like I'm this just yeah I am a huge Bruce Dern fan. So like there's that part, but uh, but then ultimately once I started getting involved with the people in Austin. Um, and I knew Sonny from a lot of his more recent Richard Linkletter stuff. Um, but uh, uh, one of our, our consulting producers of the project, a guy named Mike Blizzard, um, really talent, like really just amazing guy um, who opened a ton of doors for me. Um, but he kind of brought up Sonny to me and not necessarily for Buck, but he just brought him up, you know? Um, and then I went down the wormhole of these like uh, these Eagle Fidel movies, which kind of like launched indie film in Austin um and started why those were like and sonny's been doing a lot of comedic stuff and as he's been older but uh he he really actually like he had these more serious roles with a wry smile on his face 
Yeah. Just kind of the whole Buck character where he's like kind of an asshole. Yeah. But <laughs> but but he, he kind of smiles through it, you know, and that's sure. kind of how he's gotten through life. Um so so that was uh and it was just yeah, it was just incredibly lucky. And as I said, just having long conversations with Sonny and where you know, him talking about his own failures in life and regrets and all those things. Uh it just it it had to be him wow. at that point. And then um yeah, and wow. then it was just totally copacetic. Um really lucky, really lucky to have him. That's awesome. So yeah, so he felt very connected to this character in some ways, right? Like, yeah, that wow, that's amazing. Um what about like um like when you go to edit you know something like that you said you edited you edited the the both cuts and everything i mean you've edited the film yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's awesome um so like when you go to edit this is it is it true this saying that like the movie comes together in that process like is that really where yeah. the movie comes together yeah i mean it's yes 100% um it's it's great it's great to have a plan but no plan exactly works at least not in my experience i mean yeah, yeah maybe there are some some geniuses out there that really get it done <laughs> right um but um but uh, I think that post-production is like, it's just, it is, it's very, uh, it is so, it can be so exploratory, um, you know, especially if you have time you know, to, to find so many different elements, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then so that even though it was, it was all there, um, you know, there's one thing, which is something I learned in this process, just uh, trimming, just trimming fat, um, things that weren't as important as, you know, um, uh, don't need don't need buck cooking pancakes i mean or whatever i don't know that wasn't actually in there i'm just yeah, saying no, like, no, i get it I get but it. Yeah, but, yeah. but but you know you you're you're developing a character and some character study you're trying to do all that and you want to make this guy as interesting as possible um but you know you just end up finding more and more and um and that's yeah i think that's one of the beautiful things about is it, it really can be if you allow it to um and and then some of my projects i'm way more by the book but, uh, yeah, this one I definitely played with a bunch of things, but at its heart, it still really actually stuck to the game. It was just, uh, you know, uh, just there was, it was always trying to look at it with new eyes, and new eyes. Oh, totally. Yeah. Did you do? Did you like show it to friends and stuff, and then sort of recut it? Was, there, was that sort of like your test audience, like friends and family, maybe? You know, I mean, honestly, what was kind of and and one of the things that I realized with this being my, or my first movie, and and uh, I had been working and with clients and uh music videos and and, and commercial work and stuff for a long time. Um and uh in, in making this and doing this the way and I was uh my own executive um I knew that this was gonna give me the freedom to ultimately um stick to my vision as much as possible. Um and for better or for worse with the film, I kept it kind of close to home when it actually came to how many voices um so the our you know our producing team you know they did they gave wonderful notes uh my brother uh he was a story producer on it and i co-directed a short with him we we played south by in 2019 um and he's one of those guys that creatively you know uh we bicker and fight we have all that we also kind of can read each other's minds and you know and he's one and he says don't say this but he is one of those few people that like will tell me if something sucks and when he does it it's not like a it's not a mean thing it's because he sure. actually like it he cares and he's usually a lot of the time he's right because yeah. he's, he's just seeing it and just literally looking at it and it will look with new eyes every time. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, him and, uh, and the other producers, but ultimately, um, I kept it pretty close. I really did. I kept it pretty close throughout I get the, it. The, the whole process. I was, I get it. you know, and that's one of the reasons that I kept, I think just 
fudging with it as it went on because yeah, it was pretty scary uh, getting it in front of those audiences. Like you said, we didn't have test things and I wasn't sending it out either. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, what, what was the, I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to say, what was the budget for the film? Uh, not something I can really talk about, but it definitely is on the, uh, the lower, the lower budget end of things. Um, yeah. so, you know, uh, we were, we were, we were pulling, pulling every, uh, uh, every card that we could in, in regards to that. So we were, you know, uh, and it did, and it gave us the freedom to make some. Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. Dude, props to you, right? I mean, shit, anybody going out and doing somebody is, is unbelievable to me, to be honest with you. It seems like an unbelievable uh, thing to do, to to be frank with you. Uh, so, you know, again, hats off to you, man. This is just such a cool, uh, just such a cool thing. Man. I love when people follow their dreams. I love when people do what they love to do. Um, that, that's what the world needs. So, yeah. Um, well, wait, wait, so, okay, so you're making this documentary and you just think, okay, this is, so you always wanted to make a film. This is definitely a dream. You, you wanted to have a feature and you were just always looking for the right story. And this is what you felt was the first story you want to bring out. Right? It, 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 it honestly didn't actually unfold that way. Um, what was, yes, as far as like, for me, that's all I've ever done. Um, I basically, uh, in regular school, I wasn't bad at it, but I didn't ever really enjoy it. My mom said she, they might have to make me go to college. Um, but but like uh, but I but I, I grew up playing football. That kind of really gave me a lot of discipline in my life. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, and 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 then when it came to movie making, it was something that I enjoyed uh, that I could obsess over. And I started doing actually a movie that we're we're shooting next week. Actually, a new feature film. Um, we're shooting next week that I'm a producer on. And I was like making war movies with the guy who's the director of photography on that uh, when we were like 10 years old. And I mean, and then I went to like a film magnet at Richardson high school. Uh, oh, we you went to, great. you went to Richardson high school up in, in yeah. uh, near Plano and all that. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, I grew oh, up right in on. Uh, that, that area. And, uh, yeah. So we had a great, we great film magnet with a bunch of, uh, just, yeah, this so awesome education there. And we actually had some of our PAs who worked on our movies were like, alumni that were at the utrtf thing at that point you know like just that cycle you know yeah Um, but i did that then went to film school but it's always been the thing and then uh i took a lot of detours when it came to just like uh directing whatever i could do um so my whole thing was i went to florida state for film school and then i got in uh kind of out of luck into doing music videos and i was uh just basically taking my big blue truck between like atlanta South Florida directing like all these different types of music videos, those um, different genres of music, rap music for a lot of it, um, which is funny because I made this movie about an outlaw country musician in Texas. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, but, but it is a, it just in a great outlet for creativity. And so doing that and then, yeah, then all the other stuff and just kind of always doing whatever I could do to continue to direct, get, get honing my craft. Sure. Um, and then always writing. But I mean, like, yeah, I have a, I have a lot of other scripts that, you know, you never just know how it works. That's um, whenever it actually came down to what was plausible. And I basically gave myself a deadline at that point. Um, was I am making a, a feature film right now at this point. Um, we almost got this movie greenlit that that was going to happen. That was a bigger budget thing. And, it, and I'm still trying to get that movie made. Uh, but uh, it inspired some of the things that we used in our short film that I did with my brother and some of the things that we have within Buck Alamo, 
you know, and hopefully it can be the kind of next thing to happen. Um, and then, awesome. so, you know, so it's like, it's whatever I could do, but I just, it was, it was the deadline, you know? And then it's like, yeah, you're either buying a house or making a movie. Like, <laughs> make a movie. Right on. Uh, that sounds like the better, you can always buy a house later. I mean, you know, I don't know. Are yeah. you married? Are you married? I am. Yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah. So that was, and that's why I was so lucky. But was the wife like, yeah, I don't know. I well, would love a well, house. Well, she knew who she was marrying. And it is, it's like a, it's an obsession of mine. And she knows things that, yeah. what are my, my values, my goals, those kinds of things. And, uh, and she knows that I've also always been a major risk taker when it comes to the way my career, and most of the time it's worked out. Um, a lot of times it doesn't because you have a lot of losses that no one notices. Everyone notices the, the wins, um, you know. For sure. But uh, but 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 uh, no. As I said, I mean, she was producer on this movie. She was the, the only person I was working on when it was a documentary at that stage. You oh, know, wow. so she she so she's always really just done anything and everything in her power to to to, to support what I'm going for. She's in on this, right? Like, for yeah, sure. man. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just lucky. Just lucky. In that. No, that's awesome. Um, uh, you know what? I, I mean, not to change randomly, but I, I'll do this sometimes. Just take a left turn just because I, I don't want to sure. forget about this. Uh, you know, um, I wanted to ask you about what happened on the set of Rust uh, with Alec Baldwin and like, you know, guns and that sort of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. have you ever dealt with guns on sets, like protocols and stuff? Like, did that seem yeah, out of it, place, like what happened? Or I, I don't know. It's entirely out of place. I mean, I, as I, I'm, I'm not an, I'm not an expert to really give a major opinion other than the, just tragic and it should hundred percent. Yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> like Absolutely. it's, it, it's just, and, and now it's, uh, it, it, the, um, gun, it's a big part of movies to have weapons in movies, but sure. it, you, but safety is paramount in, in all cases. Uh, not, not just when it comes to weapon element, but like, yeah, I just, it's just, a, it's, a, it's a total tragedy. And, and, uh, the, and, you know, people, someone, you know, lost family member and, and it's like, it's one thing about her being an extreme talent in her industry. There's all those different, it's just like, uh, it's just, I, Absolutely. That's make-believe, right? Like you're playing, not, not yeah. that, but it's like, right. This is like more, this is make-believe for someone to really lose their life. Like that's crazy. That just like. Oh, so tragic, dude. Um, have you ever worked with guns on sets before? Is that is that? Yeah, um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. We from we've we yeah, and you have all of the, all of the precautions that you do every scene. Okay, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. It's like, and it's just a, and not a, it just it doesn't make any sense. So that's the thing. It's even on like small budget stuff, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, for that to ever 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 happen, and it's sure. just uh, and it's not not good for the for people in general like you said make believe thing let's we uh we get so passionate and so obsessed over whatever we're creating um that we then let this thing like we let the the the, the fact that this is you know it is it's important and it's important but not nothing is as important to life uh Absolutely. it's like I, you know it's like i uh i, I always say that i value time over money that's probably why I do Me what too. I do, Me you know, um, you know, and that's the thing is that time got cut short. So, yeah. you know, and so that's not, it's not like that. Yeah. I would do and I'd rather, you know, but it's just it's heartbreaking. 
No, for sure. I mean, uh, I mean, it's going to have to change the industry, right? I've seen a lot of in the news of different, um, you know, showrunners or director of this that being like, you know what, I'm not using any more guns on my set. We're going to do everything CG, you know, whatever the deal right. is, right? Like we'll put in the blast after, you know, sort of thing, the effect afterwards or whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could imagine it's absolutely just going to change everything for a lot of uh, sets moving forward and stuff. But the the, the computer... Uh, technology and like all this Great. stuff, right? CJ, it's uh, it's gotten come so far, right? Like it's uh, right. unbelievable. So, uh, I mean, there's the things people can do on their own laptops. So, uh, yeah. You know, unbelievable. Totally insane. No, yeah. it is. It's totally insane. And there are so many talented people that are out there. You know what? That then that that can get more post jobs going for people who are masters at that. There you go. You know? Yeah, that's <laughs> just creating more <laughs> yeah. more opportunities, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That, that's you know, a good no, point. No, I never thought about that. No one's paying that. No one's paying that gun. Um, I mean, I guess yeah. that's, but no. <laughs> for real. But, no, but I mean, but as far as having a a, a weapon uh, a weaponry person, that's that is another job, and that's why it's just so like it's like that's sure. It's just it it just still doesn't make any sense. I think that that's the good thing that there is really a place now that you know we can we can move on because technology is that good. But at the same time, there are so many things that have been in place for that to never ever have happened. I see That's, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know. I see what you're saying. For sure. I mean, look, uh, if we're looking at statistics, how many movies have been made and how many people have died by the guy? It's not really that many. So, I, was like, I mean, it's not, the odds are kind of like in the favor, right? I get it should never happen, but it's not like it happens all the time. Or maybe yeah. I don't know about it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Is it just a regular fan of movies? Like, maybe it just doesn't come in the news, but it's not like I've... The last thing I remember was Brandon Lee when I was a kid. Yeah, that's exactly... From The Crow. Yeah. You know, yep. that, that's what I remember. Um, and just thinking, whoa, that that did seem insane at that time. I was probably 13 right. or something, you know, or 12. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that, that seemed crazy. But that's the last time I remember something like that happening, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. It's, it's, it is. It's tragic, man. Um, it is. Again, it's, it's anybody losing their life for any sort of situation, but especially something like that. They're just not expecting, you know, what's going on. Um, you know, on, on these sets, like, is that something that, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't You know what? Let, let's move on from that. I don't want to, <laughs> let's talk about your movie and stuff, yeah. man. I, I don't want to get into that. Um, so yeah, let's talk about, uh, you know, Buck Alamo and, um, what, what was the best that, cause winning that audience award, that's kind of like, a. you know, it's the audience, right? Like that's kind of like, I don't know me, but if that was me, I'd be like, that's the one I want to win. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what right. I really want. Um, is yeah. that, so I guess what was. Yeah, what was the best part about that for you? Like, it was. I mean, it was just the thing was was uh, it, it, it. First of all, it took us a while to be able to attend the festival we were at, um, and we got uh, this jury award in Italy that was really a special moment. Um, wow! Because because that like it was uh, and it, it was uh, it, but it was a uh, just the fact the way that it resonated overseas or people if this wasn't their first language and all of that those kind of elements but you know you just didn't really know but did you subtitle um, it yeah well they subtitled it so oh they the do it knows? who knows what it says um, like yeah i mean no i mean because we do have i mean i have a lot of uh of texas slang in the movie but uh um, sure oh yeah that's, um, that's true right yeah How so it's kind of like interesting that? yeah um but um kind of like but, to but see no, that but I think that that means also the film, the actual filmmaking elements to it resonated. And a lot of, you know, uh, and I, I even talk about how uh, 
like Hitchcock didn't necessarily resonate with me when we're going through like film. But then like once I discovered Ingmar Bergman, like in like the movies that that guy was making overseas and I was like, okay, here we go. So that's like the, the, the worldwide medium of film and then having those influences. But, um, but once we brought it home to Austin, that was like one of the first ones that we got to do this run being in person here with audiences. Um, but then going to Austin, you know, you have those lines uh, and the, the people who are like actually showing up and, uh, and being there to do that. And then also just sharing that with our crew who, you know, we, we made this movie yeah, shot, and shot, you know, shot it right pre pandemic and finally doing this and the being in Austin and having it, you know, uh, at the state theater on the big billboard then just one after the other it really was and there was a there's a really like surreal like special moment with a couple of like the guy who uh the director of photography on this one like he and i whenever the music video thing he stole a couple of cameras or not stole he borrowed a couple of cameras from uh from our <laughs> film school because he was in his last year of that for us to shoot our very first music video uh forever ago you know wow. um and and one of the things that i kind of describe as far as what i say whenever it's filmmaking just like you know, you're barely keeping your head above water trying to make the finish line a lot of the time. And, um, and, uh, and just being there, getting through that, 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 that set with him and doing this so many times over. And then we're like still putting up our posters at Austin film festival, you know, getting ready to do that, um, forever later. And then being able to have it on the big screen and share that weekend and have those, those elements together. But it is, it was, it was a really totally surreal moment where, uh, you know, being able to have it, have it resonate in that way. It's, it's, it's one of the wins, one of the yeah, wins. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. Of course. What, uh, what sort of cameras did y'all film this movie on? We shot it on, uh, we shot it on the red Gemini, which is like the low light red. Because we knew that we were working with a pretty small crew. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, and we had days we were shooting with like six people, some of these kind of things. So we didn't have a lot of, uh, G&E, we didn't have a lot of, you know, like being able to be very selective with our lights. But so like that entire thing, we went with the low light camera, knowing it could hopefully kind of handle what we were doing uh, yeah. for a lot of this stuff. Um, totally. So we shot the, the red Gemini on Kawa anamorphic lenses because we wanted the wide 239 scope for uh, kind of hopefully hit hit Texas. Um, and uh, we and it's kind of the movie itself is shot in a way that it's supposed to feel documentary-esque so when and it's supposed to feel very in the perspective of this guy that when things get more and more surreal the goal is, is hopefully there's like this kind of blend of what the hell's going on yeah uh, totally. as you're like you're living in all of that with this guy because you're literally on this journey and every single minute of this movie with this one guy um so uh, we've oh. kind of that that combination and the the cow was being these older vintage lenses that gave it um gave it the look you know gave it gave it gave it a look that we could uh, accomplish that no that's awesome you know when they say um when you have to pitch a movie i guess i've always heard this before obviously i'm not from the film industry but you know whatever it's what i've heard uh youtube videos or something they always say like you gotta admit you gotta like compare it to other movies or something is that true yeah. like did you have to do that when you're trying where you're like it's a it's like jaws with die hard or something right i feel like everything's with die hard or the, something the, uh, the uh if that's it's i've noticed that 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 definitely gets more into the like uh, the festival and critics and the distribution okay. element where yeah. then they're like, okay, how do I sell um, this, this? Right. Like, what, well, what, it's what, a, that, is that, is totally. That yeah, no, it's totally, it's like a genre. It's a, the movie's a genre bender, which is on, can, can hurt a film in a lot of ways. Whenever it comes to that, where it's like not quite as definable 
Sure. Um, but it's like, so like one, one of my, one of my friends uh, gave some great notes on the people who watched it. Um, and, uh, Aaron Moorhead, he's a, a really talented director, made some great movies. Uh, but uh, he described it as lucky meets uh, the beach bum. <laughs> I, was, I don't know if that's it, but I was like, okay. You're you like, know, uh, okay, okay, I'll right. take it. I, mean, yeah. I, I would see that movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know if this is it, know. but I would see that movie. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that like stuck to me whenever it's exactly what you're saying. Where it's like they have that, you know. Um, sure. And if that gets someone, if that gets someone to sit down and watch it, then awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. Who are some of uh, who are some filmmakers uh, like you look up to? Oh man, so many. Uh, so I love the Coen brothers has always been a huge one for me. Um, oh yeah. They're to just, uh, those guys and everything they've done, they do. And I, and I just, there's a couple of things that like, uh, definitely influences me. They make, they make the place like places like a character for them. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, they're Texas, like movies Anderson Texas does that too, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, but he's creating his own place, and I was, no, uh, which is like, point. you know, that's what's kind of like, which is so injured. Like, I mean, uh, we just saw the French Dispatch, and that's one of the things that's so great because the movie is based in Kansas, but it's like the French town in Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's like, but that's where I live. That, but yes, in, in West Anderson, like uh, when I was a kid, and I saw Bottle Rocket at the Inwood Theater, um, and it was like me seeing a movie uh, a little, a little bit too young to go in and see that, but me seeing seeing bottle rocket that was one of those moments of wanting to make movies yeah, uh was just totally. doing that you know uh that just the, the owen wilson and the, the the mirror at the beginning with Absolutely. him getting him out and he doesn't have oh to it's just God. so funny you know um and then yeah. just in the journey that he's then taken as a filmmaker where uh, i consider like all of his movies so perfect um but yeah. but it's like it just keeps it just it just keeps doing stuff it's just a bit, the spectacle and all of those but so he's he's also a major one um Sam Peckinpah is like a big one for me. Um, I remember the first time my mind was Sam Peckinpah. If you like the neat, the guy was like the king of the neo western in like the eighties and nineties. Okay, uh, he, he had a sad history of drinking himself to death. But oh man, um, movie Straw Dogs, uh, yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Um, I've seen movie, that. He makes he just made these brutal movies that uh, that also were almost like philosophical. He made the Wild Bunch. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, he he just like yeah like they're it's just they they were like good and not even action movies and maybe that's how they were branded. Sure. But like you know, but like uh, I just the, yeah, his when I just got into his his canon, just like yeah. every time he has this movie I watched, uh, Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Yes. which is just like um and that Seen movie's it. just like that movie's awesome um actually like, yeah, I, I i have a fun fact for you about that movie i didn't know he directed it um <laughs> my uncle from mexico is like an extra in that movie what <laughs> yeah he, he he's a cop in one of the scenes i can't remember exactly it's been so long since i've seen yeah. that but he has like a machine gun or something he shoots something shoots a car yeah. or so. he shoots a car somewhere in yeah. one, of the, one of the scenes uh yeah my uncle's in uh Oscar. I, it's such a random i know yeah, that's so, so random, random bro. it's so random no but but it's it is it's just like but that's what's yeah and that's what's also so cool about filmmaking where you have those things and, it, and then people and hopefully there is some like resonance my mom's book club 
was part of our like church gaggle and buck, you know, and it's like, and those are the people yeah. who are still so, still so excited about <laughs> That's it. Cool. Um, but That's like, cool. yeah, no, um, yeah, those guys, um, Tarantino, his use of dialogue. I, um, all yeah. the, I mean, it's just like, it, it, it that's something that, um, well, bro, you got Bruce Stern. He's a huge Tarantino, right? He's on he's, the, he's yeah. on the carousel of characters that, uh, Tarantino uses for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. And that, that's, and that was, uh, where, when it comes to, to that, just, yeah, Tarantino is still like a not worthy thing. I mean, with all, all the people, just, but just all of them, um, I mean, David Lynch is a huge one for me. I think that maybe that's where I get a little bit of my weird in my movies. Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, Obviously, Richard Linkletter is a huge one, too. Um, Oh, yeah. You know? Man, um, that guy makes great movies. Yeah, and then just talk about... And one of the things that I love about him is is he's also one of those filmmakers who, in one movie, does something completely experimental. Um, like I love waking life, but then in another one, then he comes back and he makes something like days to confused or boyhood, which is just so Boy, real. Boyhood is like, gotta be one of the most unbelievable things in the film industry to have been it really in is. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know? I know. And he's like, I'm pretty sure he's still making his 20 year movie right now. Oh, really? <laughs> it's something Dude, this that guy's no, like, unbelievable, man. Yeah. He's like quietly Jeez. doing that as he's turning out all these other movies oh, at the same yeah. time. Didn't he yeah. make a uh, slacker or something where it was like the yep. one of this like independent film that was that just, just like blew that was just, everybody away? Yeah, no, and that was a that was like yeah, he did that movie, shot it in Austin. Yeah, broke all of the conventions of narrative storytelling, and people are like, "Oh, this is good." Yeah, <laughs> like, holy crap! Holy I heard crap. even uh, I heard Kevin Smith in interviews saying like that inspired yeah. him to do Clerks. Yeah, no, it is, and then that is, and it's like there's it's kind of. The way that those generations go on—that is—it's an inspiration where it is the idea of the completely independent film, um, and oh, that's, that's what awesome. he did back then. Um, and it is, and that's uh, the guy I was talking about, Mike Blizzard, who introduced me to Sonny. He's uh, the producer on Linkletter's like next two movies uh, oh, wow. in Austin. That's what I'm saying. And I got my script into his hands, and he he, he helped. Um, and he can. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, really? Yeah, he's 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 a part of our producing team on our movie. That's it. He just to to this day. Um, and now, now I can just call him a friend. It's one of the coolest things ever. And that's, oh my was, gosh, uh, that's you know? amazing, man! Wow, so, what a holy cow! I've been, I really would love to interview that guy on this podcast. I'm not gonna lie up. There's, yeah. I would love to interview Wes as far as Texas film at Wes Anderson and sure. Richard Linklater. I, I would absolutely love to talk to them. Yeah, I love they're them the films. kings. They're the kings, dude, for sure. I remember <laughs> I had um, we had Catherine Hardwick on. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of her. She's she directed like Twilight no. and okay. uh, uh, Lords of Dogtown. I don't know if you ever yeah. saw that movie. Yeah, 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 um, I did. And she was she was also, um, but before she started directing, she was. Uh, oh gosh, I'm not sure if I know, know these titles and you know the jobs on films. Uh, set designer, maybe. I think she was set designer for Richard Linklater okay. for a bunch of his earlier films, um, like Newton Boys and something else. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, she was like, I want to get into film. So she she told the story on the podcast about talking to Richard Linklater. She was like, Richard, I you know, I, I want to do a film. And his advice is like the best thing I ever heard. I swear to God. She was like, he just said, um, well, go do it. <laughs> that was it. That's all he said. That's all he yeah. said. Yeah. And she was like, Okay. I I don't know. Yeah. She's like, I thought there would be more. I, I don't know. I just thought there would be something else behind it. And I just yeah. love that story so much. She was like, Yeah go do it what i mean what are you asking me for like what are you waiting for yeah you know go do it yeah just go make yeah, a film I, 
It, 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 no, I, uh, <laughs> I, I went. I went to a screening of Mike's movie, also starring Austin at the uh, Austin Film Society, and Linkletter was there, and I got to meet him at that point, and it was pretty right. Pretty soon, like it was right after a cast Sunday, and I like it was kind of a similar thing. And he's like, "Well, good luck." <laughs> like, awesome, man. All right, I'm going to take that one to heart. Kind Please of appreciate that, uh, just candor in a way, you know. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, no, no. It's, it was a really cool moment because Mike, uh, I, I, I sent him a, a Blu-ray of Buck. And Mike told me that he watched it the time at the AFF screening because uh, oh, wow. his daughter, his daughter Lorelai, who's in Boyhood, is one of our uh, one of the actors in our movie. That's right. Um, yeah, and that. uh, and so he watched it with uh, the 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 siblings um, and. According to Mike, he said, um, oh, yeah. so it's like, well, we'll quote, we'll quote it that way on the, on the, on the, D, <laughs> on, the D, on the DVD that, um, uh, yeah. Mike, Mike Blizzard said he really enjoyed it. <laughs> That's another great, uh, unbelievable guy. Didn't he, um, direct School of Rock or do I have that yep. wrong? And so, you know, no, 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 you're totally right. That's why you're saying you're like, you're talking Newton boys. We're talking slacker. We're ta- I mean, they, yeah, they just, they, what this, what he continues to do. Um, I mean, and then obviously just like the, uh, all of the before sunset sunrise movies, yes. where again, like those are just like, unbelievable. it's just, and, and I think that that was something that I really took to heart with, with, uh, Buck Alamo, uh, was, um, I was listening, I was doing all of this, uh, this, this, this TV, uh, work for this network that had this interview show and Linkletter was on this interview show. Um, it was called off camera and I'm listening to it. Um, doing some post work on it and he's basically just you know he goes into this whole thing about uh when it comes to this everyone always says that how he says the stakes aren't as important as everyone always makes it out to be sure um and one of the things that he really does is but he channels memory as a major thing time is a um and that's a big part of as far as developing what, what, what i did with with buck and all that kind of yeah it, it was a, it was a huge influence in all of that way and also how i tend to like try to write those things where it is like you remember what that one person says to you at that one time you have that. And there is that the, uh, the, the power of nostalgia and the power of conversation, um, and human connection. And I think it's obviously the, all the, uh, the before movies, um, like that's one of the things It's just like the, the, the meeting someone new and then the, the like zest for life, all of those kinds of things that, are, uh, that he has in those it's like you really think the true link letter and how that works uh, and how he works yeah. um a lot of his masterpieces you know um are just so channeled into that that was a big part of it was uh, whenever i was watching that thing i was like i gotta go, go make this damn like whatever ends up happening i gotta do that yeah before before my memory before my memory goes because i'm not i'm not richard Linkletter, and i'm not going to remember everything like a friggin' like like powder put in your hand yeah. on a book and you read the whole thing what a great shout what a great shout out to that film uh yeah. sean patrick uh i can't remember say flannery i can't remember that guy's name uh, <laughs> <laughs> always remember that moment it's a that, moment in film right there that's funny man <laughs> um it, it, you know speaking of rich like they're like uh, i heard of this actor told a story one time i guess it was a director's thing or whatever director's cut or something i, I honestly i i gotta forget all that anyway the actor was like you know i was doing my scene and and i um you know it was like second or third take and i and in my head i thought you know what i'm gonna do this a little differently Right. So I'm just going to go up and do the scene a little differently. I think he was playing a cop approaching a guy in a car or something. Right. 
So he does the scene and Richard comes to him afterwards. And or this is him telling the story, right? And he's like, what are you doing? Say it like I wrote, like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. How are you like that as a director? What, what, like, I don't know. Is that sort of your style too? Or I don't know. It, I think it depends on the scene. So there's like, uh, um, it would say, uh, I believe in two, two separate things, which is one, I think that uh, every, I, I write for it to hundred percent be delivered that way. Okay. Um, but I have a thing that, uh, and I forgot where I heard this, it's definitely not my exactly, but I call them X scenes, okay. which, which are giving yourself creative freedom on your timeline to, um, explore that. And then that, as far as how, explore a world, which could be improvisation, could just be feeling playing with a camera, having those kind of things, um, in order to possibly build those kinds of narratives and do, do that kind of work. Um, it's really, I think it's important because the filmmaking medium has like so many elements to it. And there is a level, of, at least in my perspective, when it comes to working with it, with your actors. Um, but there are also times like they just get, just, just do the lines, yeah. just, you know, <laughs> it, and, and, <laughs> it is, it, it is. And it can be really tough. Uh, sure. just, and the whole thing is, is it's not just like, it isn't, it isn't just you being particular, like, this is what I wrote, blah, 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 but it really also is just possibly pushing the narrative. <laughs> but, sure. yeah. you know, if you don't say those lines, then we're Good not, point. the movie isn't going to tell point. the story. Yeah. I don't care if you're awesome <laughs> at riffing. Like, <laughs> you know, you, if we, but, but also be really free to have those times, that time, and then something that, you know, and that's something that I'll do is, and I'll even look once we get it, you know, um, I love rehearsal, but there are times I also choose to not do rehearsal depending on how it's going. Um, or like, uh, oh, wow. we have, um, like we rehearse the hell out of some parts of Buck, but then there's like a part where he sees his estranged daughter who hasn't seen her entire life. So very purposefully didn't have them even be around each other on set as far as like they literally their only interaction they ever had in the making of that movie was on this. film like that it was on that and it wow. and it's and it and it is one of the i think one of the strongest points in the movie there's a turning point in the movie wow. um that stuff is that stuff is is again that is uh that that was scripted and i'm so lucky as well uh the, the woman who's the actor doing that um lee eddie uh who i've been lucky enough to work with now on a couple of projects um and she's just uh she just juggernaut um and he was he was working. We were we were pumping through pages those days. She had a, did a lot to pull off, and she she does it. So always I always a shout out to Lietta and everything she has uh, awesome. continued to do for me. She's so she's so good, um, and uh, she's gonna she's she's got a bunch of things coming out. She's been in a bunch of things. And she's got, she's one of those faces. It's like oh, yeah. you've seen her in a bunch of stuff, you know. Sure. And but um, but so. Please, please, world, keep giving her jobs. She, <laughs> yeah, she's, right well, she's just so funny, but she yeah. can do such extreme drama. She's just like, she's, she's just great. Yeah. You know, she's one of those people. Just, so. just well, right, right. Just, just uh, has, what, what do they say that about her? Do they got range? Is that what it's called? I don't Dude, know. I think that. that's what it's called. Yeah, no, no. She's, I don't know, she's, 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 she's just one of those people. You like look at it and it's like, you chose the right vocation put on the surface do this yeah good point (laughs) yeah that's why like you this is what you were meant to do right like yeah Yeah. i I, I remember i tried acting for a few years in my late 20s i used to live up in philly and i always loved films you know when i was in high school i used to make like 
instead of like in my English classes and stuff, instead of writing my stuff, they, my teachers let me make films about it instead. I love that because I just was so into it. Um, I thought, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this acting. I mean, I quickly realized, boy, Patrick, you fucking suck, dude. This is not for you. You know, I think <laughs> I just think just right. This is not for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's fine. I've been, you know, move on. I'm just a fan of movies. You know, I do love watching films so much. They, they really, uh, there's something about for me anyway, it's being able to escape into that world for a little yeah. bit of time because I really dive deep into. Like, I, if I'm watching I appreciate a movie, you saying that. Yeah, I'm yeah. into it. You know. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's one, that's also why we make them. Yeah. That's like, that's a big thing is, is if we, uh, people obsess over bad things happening, if we get something for them to turn their, their brain off and go to a different world for a little while, like that's just such a, that's me. And that, yeah. You know, uh, and that's a, that's just such a reason to do it because honestly, it's like trying to find ways to do, to, to have, uh, that purpose, I guess. Yes. Uh, you know, and you're like yes. trying to do that and trying to figure out like, how can I make this world better using what, what I can maybe do. And so like hearing that's amazing because that's like a big reason that I'm definitely in it outside of just my own obsession doing, doing what it is. But like when it comes to having the audience turn their brain off and maybe think about it, having something resonate in some way, emotion, you know, uh, albeit comedy, whatever. but that's, that, that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. What, what are you, I mean, like when you're watching a film, you know, I mean, this may be a tough question, but like, if you sure. na- you know, if you had to name your top three films or something, they don't have to be in any particular order, I guess. What What do you think they would be? Um, Cool Hand Luke. Great film. Yeah. Um, if they, I, if Paul Newman could be every character I ever wrote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's wrong. Uh, I, who knows if I'll ever get to the point of ever getting to the Paul Newman's of the world, but like that guy, man, my dad raised me on him. And it was like, my, and my mom actually, my mom showed me HUD while my dad showed me the hustle, you know, kind of like, but, uh, <laughs> um, so my mom's from like small town, West Texas, Childress, Texas kind of yeah. thing. Um, but like uh, that movie, I really believe, I like, I want to, I, I love the idea of the anti hero. I think we're all flawed. And so that's a big thing that I try to do when I'm a storyteller is uh, the idea of the anti-hero makes it it's more complicated because you got to, it's a lot harder to make people like the character. Absolutely. Um, but, but uh, not only just Luke, but every character in that movie is one and they're all amazing. Um, and you're on just such a journey with them and it's just so good. So that one, um, probably Big Lebowski, Coen Brothers. Again. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You can see I like character pieces that yes. that um right. that fucking that that movie is um it's just it's it, it for me I've seen it like a her. bazillion times I'm with you dog I like I no it is that. and that's and that's what I'm saying whether it's so yeah I would say Cool Ham Luke is the drama Lebowski's the comedy um and I just love just the the dark comedy and just the dialogue and everything about that is just so freaking great and then probably Pulp Fiction um that's oh, another wow. one that was just absolutely that's probably that's probably life changing for me in just so many ways, and uh, I and I do I like movies with violence and uh, and and humor and uh, all of that, and uh, you know that movie even has like surreal elements in it. People are still arguing over what's in the briefcase, you know. It's like so. It's like yeah, there's point. a lot of things. So there's like mm-hmm. a lot that he did with that movie. Um, it's hard to call anything. Tarantino's opus, but that movie is just so perfect to me in every way, and the characters are so perfect to me in every way. So, um, and I could probably then name off the next three, and then the next three, and the next three. But like, <laughs> those would probably be like the three that have maybe also the biggest just influence sure. on me as well. 
Sure, absolutely. No, I mean, yeah, I love that you're also a fan of filmmaking. Actually, that's what I love about Quentin Tarantino is that he's such a fan of films and like he gets all giddy talking about films and like he'll he'll like, you know, talk about his favorite films of the year or something. And it won't be the films you expect him to say. Right. Not necessarily expect, but like critics, you know, whatever. He's like, no, I picked this film and this film. And you're like, oh, really? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because he's a fan. Like, he's he's watching movies for a different reason. He's not trying to critique them or give them on a scale of, you know, one out of five stars. You know, that that's not right. how he watches films. Um, and that's not how people watch films, right? Like, that's not how we right. watch films. But um, I think that, that that might be why he he uh, makes movies that it's even though they are with like, people, you know, it resonates on so many different levels with so yeah. many people, and they're completely original and it's crazy. But Absolutely. it's like, but it's because he can see it through every every eyepiece, um, yeah. and I think it's. I mean, I think it's crazy to get in this industry if you don't love films because there's a lot of other industries right? to get into. <laughs> yeah, <Like> zero <laughs> sense to me. Yeah, that aren't quite so uh, so hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, that, that would make zero sense, man. I don't know. I, I, you know, you you mentioned you said something earlier that really stuck with me because I'm very much the same way. You said you you. Um, value time over money uh, i'm the exact same way I, I would even say i value experiences slash time yes. over money you know um, yeah, i've that. always made every decision in my life based on that not the money i'm gonna make off of but what am i getting out of it like uh, yeah I, I, in my opinion you get this one life on earth and i want to make the most of it and yep. when i die i'm not taking any money with me so I, I want to die in debt. I've always, I say that to my friends. I want to die in debt, <laughs> big debt. I want to be got, gone and like, I owe all this shit, you know? Like, yeah, you're not balancing the budget. Hell no, I'm not balancing the budget. I don't have kids, so I got nothing to leave it to. And right. fuck it, man. I, I want to die. I want people showing up my funeral, like, they you know, with, 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 with like invoices, like this motherfucker owes us, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, my casket's not even paid for you know what i mean the suit i'm wearing i i rented and didn't return you know like they bury me in uh, yeah. yeah so i'm with oh. you man and i think that's important you know and from a filmmaking yeah. artistic creative standpoint that's what i want to see from a an artist and a filmmaker and uh whatever yeah. it may be because that means they're giving me like their real vision you know that they yeah. had you know had or whatever and and th that's it for me that that's the unique part because again i'm escaping into that movie i will give you everything right. i will jump into that movie and jump into that world with you and forget about this world and if you've given it everything i'm gonna give you everything as a fan and you know watch it that way and those are the filmmakers i respect and want to watch you know and you're i cannot wait to see your film how can people see it. your film how is that? So I've seen the trailer. It's amazing. I'm, dude, I awesome. can, really, I cannot wait to see this. Oh, that's awesome, man. Um, well, right now, so we, we're literally, uh, we are talking, maybe going to do a couple more festivals, but I'm trying to keep that, keep that short. And then we're going to be trying to do this wide release, hopefully pretty soon. Um, our, our, our sales agents, we're just working with them sure. and just remaining, remaining, remaining patient as far as how this all gets out. But, I want to have it in the have it out to the world to enjoy and see and hopefully at that point we'll be working on the next one and you know oh, doing yeah. that so that's you know uh that's 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 the real goal with it so um yeah you know we'll, we'll get it on those bods or whatever Absolutely. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a new way how do you feel about the like streaming slash theatrical release schedule because i've seen filmmakers go all over the place right. with this everyone's got a different opinion how, how do you feel about that 
I think that uh, as far as like them being like simultaneous. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's it's tough because it's like on one end. Um, so my parents, the way that they raised, me, they're like movie fanatics and something that you talked about. Never watched critically type thing, uh, it, it, but they love critically acclaimed great movies. But then at the same time, like one of the movies, like I noticed my mom turning on is like the re- the King Arthur remake. Like that happened not that long ago. It's just, just the yeah. movie she loves. Uh, my mom I watched it, it too. I loved yeah. it. I'll, I'll watch that. I'll watch The Master. Uh, dude, my yeah. favorite, you know what my favorite comedy is of all time? The Toy with Richard Pryor. I remember that. That's, <laughs> fav- that's, that's one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time. I love that film. You know, it's yeah. not critically no, no, acclaimed no. in any way, but it's got Jackie uh, Gleason. I fucking love that guy. Uh, and Richard Pryor. I was talking with someone yesterday about Killer Clowns with Outer Sp- from Outer Space. Love really that film. <laughs> Jeff, Blue, Jeff Goldblum, baby. Jeff Goldblum. You know, it is. No, but, but basically, but my parents like, so, uh, and it's, it's tough in the end with how it is, but my parents just getting older and they went from seeing two movies every weekend. And I was the one they drug along to do that. And that was yeah. a big part of my film education. That's like. awesome. Um, but they can't, they just can't go to that many movies anymore. So it's great for them that they're like, you know, they are watching the bond movie at home. Cause my dad's like a bond fanatic. Yeah. Um, you know, like they can do, they, they want to see that. But like, for me, it's like, I, uh, I get also heartbroken in ways whenever I'm like, okay, like there's this opportunity to see Dune at home and most people are okay with that. But it's like, you just think of the filmmaker, you know, how this movie should be seen, sure. what it's made to be seen. Sure. Um, and, and, and some of that might be going out the door. I, I personally am a see everything if I can in the theater. You know, we've got the passes to the Cinemarks and the, the AMCs and we just, cause it is, uh, I think there are, uh, are still ways you can't be, at least I can't make a, uh, a home entertainment system work the same way as far as the physical experience or let's let alone just my dogs, like just annoying me, you know, like <laughs> trying to watch something. It's like, I have these two 13 year old senior dogs who just like, as soon as it starts, it's like, you know, it's like, that's it, hilarious. Uh, but, but so, I mean, for all that, I, but yeah, movies, getting the movies for them to be made into in the cinema. I think it is a better experience, but I also think with all the streamers, with all the VODs, all of that kind of stuff, like it's also creating a, uh, an opportunity for people to make more content. And there are a lot of great points out there. That's so a great like, point. um, great and point. they, and they can find that content, you know, yeah. and that's, that's, you know, like, that's one of the things that with, with Buck, it's like, uh, as we're, we're working in this way. It's like, yeah, I'd love it to get some kind of theatrical something. Um, but at the same time, I also consider this in many ways, like if it, if it can have a success and it can be seen, you know, like when, uh, right. It's, yeah. a, it's a, it's a huge win. Cause that's just sure. ultimately what it is, which is the goal just to make movies plural. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, I, I, I think, think nowadays people accept that like it's, Oh, it's going to be premiering on Netflix or premiering on Hulu or premiering on like right. nobody cares. I mean, it's like, Oh, great. It's not like, it's not considered what back in our day, like a made for TV movie. Right. Like those sort of days. Like, I, I don't think it's that way. I don't know. That's the way I see it anyway. I don't see, I, I don't think it gives the film any less credence or whatever if it premieres on a streaming or in the theater. It's, right. In my opinion today, in today's age, you know, but I guess yeah. it also brings up the question of how far does an artist, like how much control does an artist have on the person absorbing their art, right? Like how, how much control do you have on that? I mean, you do your best, but at the same time, you just got to let it ride, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm it's, a fan first, right? Like, and you are too, yeah. right? 
you've obviously yeah. seen more movies than you've made. So like, you know, how you take those in. I don't know if I want a filmmaker tell me, no, no, you can't watch it on your phone or you can't watch it on your TV. Right. Or you, what, what, man, bitch, yeah. I'll watch it wherever I want, man. This is no. my, my time is whatever. But I also understand if you want the best experience with what I made, yeah. this is what you should yeah. do. Like, dude, I, well, yeah. I also get that point too. Like, I guess I see both perspectives, I guess. Yeah, no, and it's just also going to be how it's made. Like, one of the things with Buck is, like, it, the movie, uh, it's it's it starts in a way that it isn't that much of a spectacle, but um, definitely my sound designer, who's honest, he actually went to the, to the film magnet and everything with me. Uh, my Matt Schwartz, one of my oldest friends in my wedding and everything. And, uh, oh, wow. And he, uh, and, and him and I have just this, and, and we did this in a way that, you know, and the way it's going through all the speakers and all this stuff's happening. Yeah. We also recorded like all of our music. It's very musical in the way it goes. And all of our music is recorded live on set in Austin. Oh, wow. And like, and so it's like, you're, I feel like you're in the middle of like, there's a, it was this, a, a scene in the movie and it's, you almost feel like you're in the middle of this jam. that's all going on. So there are things like elements that I know are better in a theater. Sure. And, I, and But that's also why festivals are great. Cause I also consider that maybe the opportunity um, Good point. you know, that's an opportunity even for me to see it in a theater outside of like when we're renting those theaters in order to do our mix sessions yeah. and have that, like, Oh, Holy crap. This movie's better now. Um, and a lot of people come out, uh, I remember a person came out of the Austin screening and it's like, you should keep that, like whoever did your set, keep that guy around. And I was like, well, luckily I've known him for over half of my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, but it's just, so now, yeah, when I piss him off, it's not the end of a work relationship. Yeah. Um, but, but, but it is, it, 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 so that is, but that is that opportunity. Uh, and it is better that way, but it, at the, at the same time, just like, it's a, it's a volatile industry that nobody knows what the hell is going on. It seems like at all times. And then the pandemic made it even crazier um, where people that I really would have uh, trusted them having their, their ear to it. And they'll just be like, I, I have no fuck. Like, <laughs> just like, like, like Frank, like total, just Frank, like saying it that. And it's like, all right, thanks for the advice. You know? And that's like the advice we're getting, like trying to get a, getting a, a art house indie out there, you know? Um, and so that's why it's it, like you were saying the, the Austin thing and everything else. So um it really is special. So, no, oh, that's awesome. I, well, Ben, I, you know, we're, I don't want to take up uh, too much more of your time. Yes. Um, is there, uh, is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention or shout out or anything? I don't know. I don't want to miss anything here. Um, uh, well, kind of think, what do I want to shout out? What do I do? I mean, um, well, I do want to, I, I want to shout out. We're going to chase Joliet, uh, the, the, the producer who came on, we're going to, shoot uh his movie in northern california uh which he's going to be writer director and starring in i'm producing it um got with right, directing Ar and starring oh yeah man, that's so so that's i'm hard. i'm lucky that i get to do the a lot of the uh, creative producing which is um uh, you know uh, i even myself kind of sometimes bash those guys um because it is <laughs> but but um and but luckily our, our other producer brooke is really 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 killing it um and, and uh i'm getting to you know work with chase a lot as far as a lot, a lot of the creative things but we're, we're shooting it next week it's got rosanna arquette in it um which is wow. like kind of like a fun going back to Pulp fiction um Hell yeah. but oh, um but like so we're we're doing that um when that's something we're really excited about buck alamo um uh, and all of our you know our producers andrew prenzner chris sibley 
my wife Kelly, Chase, Mike, um, Wilson, oh, just awesome. uh, just the whole team. It's just the, the whole thing that I always do say about filmmaking and every time we get to have these conversations. Um, and then all there's too many names to think. All it's a the most collaborative art form. And even with the smallest things, it's just it is you like you go to battle with these people and uh, you know, and you get sick of each other all these different things, but like whenever it really comes down to it, it wouldn't be in the situation it is now without every single piece that goes down to the PAs and that goes down to uh the catering that goes, you know, in in uh in, in the city of Austin, Texas, the whole thing is like I said, making a movie that's an ode to Texas, an ode to Austin, and um, the fact oh, yeah. that the fact the fact that uh that we've been getting this love is really really something special. Well, it's well deserved, man. And you know, um, yeah, I just wish you the, just the absolute most success with any you know with this film. Obviously, you know, get, getting it to VOD as you put it, uh, getting out so right so more people can see it, of course. And and any other projects you got coming up, man. I mean, it's just you know, just so happy for you. Uh, you know, to be honest, appreciate with you, man. And yeah, absolutely, uh, it's absolutely amazing. Um, well, look, uh, you know, we, we always do a little bit of a food shout out, uh, here, okay. uh sure. you know, at the end. So like, um, are you, you live in Austin right now? No, I'm actually in right now. I'm in, uh, LA. We're working on this. Uh, I have a TV show that I'm doing out here. Um, and I am, uh, on this other thing, but basically our production company kind of between the two, I spend, a oh, ton okay. of um, and, uh, and I spend every month in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's i've just been traveling so much it's been crazy um sure. no no but, uh yeah no, my, my my family started moving there seven and we're all there by oh seven um uh-huh. you know um but uh, uh really what uh it's just uh so what what about the shout out with food well i was gonna <laughs> see if you wanted to shout out some like some of your favorite awesome food places corchies okay, corchies tacos they, they don't even know what they've done for me in my life. <laughs> Seriously. Um, four cheese has done so many, like at the amount of breakfast, what they gave us breakfast every day on Book Alamo. Oh, wow. Uh, we were eating those tacos and didn't get sick of them. That's how great Torchies cheese is. Yeah. Um, definitely always have that shout out. Um, and in Dallas, um, Texadelphia, I don't know if you, <laughs> yeah, I, I live in Dallas, uh, right now. In Dallas right <laughs> no, now. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So, um, I will. I, I, I've been missing uh, Texadelphia for a really long time. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, no. Torchies. I think Torchies is. I can give. I, I want to give the ultimate shout out. Absolutely. I mean, that's awesome. That's a staple. It's a yeah. Staple. The lifeline. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know who you know who else I've interviewed a lot that is a huge Torchies fan. Bob Schneider. I don't know if you know who that is. Mm-mm. He loves torches. He's a singer songwriter <laughs> there from Austin. Um, uh, okay, man. Well, look, um, again, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I, yeah. I really appreciate this conversation. I can't tell you just flew by for me. I love talking film, man. Honestly, I could keep talking to you for hours. I just want to ask you all kinds of film stuff, but um, you know, whatever it's, this is a, it's so amazing. We'll have you on again. Talk about appreciate the next it. film you do. So That'd be awesome. um, yeah, man, that. absolutely. So I hope you had a good time again. I really appreciate, um, just taking time out of your day. I know you got a lot of shit going on. You're busy and you know, awesome. doing stuff, man. So I re- we really appreciate the time. This was an unbelievable conversation. I can't wait to get it out. I had a lot of fun. I agree. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city 
for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time.